We see that this whole society, man, exists and rests upon workers, and that this whole motherfucking society controlled by this ruling clique is parasitic, voyeuristic, cannibalistic, and is sucking and destroying, man, the life of motherfucking workers, and we have to stop it because it's evil. You're listening to a rankandfile.ca podcast. Rankandfile.ca is a website dedicated to providing labor news and analysis for rebuilding trade unions and the workers' movement from below. Hi there, this is Gerard Dutrelli, one of the editors at rankandfile.ca. Welcome to another episode of our podcast. This week, we have our West Coast correspondent, Daniel Seghe, interviewing Danelle Pickering about the Fight for 15 movement in Saskatchewan. Okay, so um, as you know, on Saturday, uh, there will be, or... Uh, I think by the time we air this podcast, it will have passed. Um, there was the rally for decent work uh, in Toronto, right. and it's uh, organized by uh, the Make It Fair campaign and also uh, uh, Fight for Fifteen Ontario. Uh, and as you may know, uh, the uh, Fight for Fifteen campaign in Ontario uh, kind of came after uh, the, uh, the Liberal government's. Um, review, uh, Changing Workplaces Review. Uh, it was a full-scale review of the Employment Standards Act and Labor Relations Act. Um, right. And uh, uh, rather than wanting to be constrained to, uh, uh, you know, what the Liberal government was uh, trying to address in that review, uh, community groups said, okay, what, what we really want is a focus on wages, uh, and some broader broader issues, broader struggles for both unionized and non-unionized workers. So in that in that context, uh, just kind of giving a backgrounder, um, can you tell me a little bit about the Fight for 15 campaign in Saskatchewan? Sure. Well, uh, we were inspired by the Fight for 15 that started in New York. Mm-hmm. And we see here in Saskatchewan that our minimum wage is about to go up to 1072 an hour, which is nowhere near what people need to live on. When we look at the Canadian Center for Policy Alternatives, we need over $16 an hour just to uh, be okay. And that doesn't even include things like saving up for your retirement or buying a home. It's just to make ends meet. So 1072 is not an acceptable wage. And so workers in Saskatchewan and uh, labor activists are standing up and speaking out against this and trying to network at this point with other um, associations that have like-minded ideas to try to create a movement here so that we can pressure our government to have a $15 minimum wage. Right. So um, the the minimum wage in Saskatchewan, that's it's not currently the lowest, is it? Um, I'm not sure about that. I don't think it is, mm-hmm. but it's still unacceptable. Right. Yeah. So can you tell me about... Uh, uh, what life is like uh, in Saskatchewan uh, when someone's earning a minimum wage or anything below $15 an hour. I understand that child poverty uh, is a real problem in Saskatchewan. Well, yes, absolutely. In fact, 45% of the food bank users are children under 18 here in Saskatchewan. And our food bank increased uh, usage of 51% since uh, the fast party came in 2008. Right. So... Uh, we have we have a lot of uh, caring people. There's uh, the United Way that does uh, summer snack program where they go to the uh, playgrounds of inner city kids and hand out food. And I have three daughters. So I've gone to the park before, and I used to be naive about this, and I had no idea why they were handing out food. 
there was this little kid who kept asking, when are they coming, when are they coming? And I didn't really even understand what they were asking the playground coordinator about mm-hmm. until the food came and all the children came running for food. And it was just so sad to me because I took my kids to the park to play mm-hmm. and these kids are waiting for food to eat. Right. So a lot of, a lot of um, people have stepped forward, but that's, that's a temporary bandage to the problem that we have at hand right now. Children living in poverty. Mm-hmm. And it's not for uh, um, any reason of their own. And quite often people are working and they're still not making ends meet. Right. Yeah. So one part of the Fight for 15 campaign that's pretty inspiring is that um, it's connecting uh, the labor movement with a lot of times non-unionized workers. Right. It's usually right. non-unionized workers who are earning less than $15 an hour. Sometimes. We do have unionized workers in Saskatchewan as well that make less than $15 an hour. I think about, I'm a carried and I work for the health region, so I make above 15 But mm-hmm. if I was to work in a private care home, uh, some of those care homes start at minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you mean uh, even unionized care homes? Unionized, yes. Right. So... Yeah. What what does it look like um, in in the campaign, the fight for fifteen campaign in Saskatchewan, uh, uh, bridging those gaps? Like, uh, how how are you guys framing uh, 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 this 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 issue or this struggle within the labor movement, uh, especially in the context of some unions maybe not being as supportive, as vocally supportive as they could be. Uh, of this campaign, because as I said, in some ways, it's kind of outside the um, uh, the mainstream uh, labor movement, since these are largely non-unionized workers. Right. So I think we have to ask the question in a certain way, like, um, how is the cost of living affecting you? And we can get people talking about how they are having a harder time making ends meet. We might talk about um, our bus pass is affordable. We can talk to people and, and bring them in that way as opposed to, well, let's just create a higher minimum wage. Because there is a lot of confusion. Um, people might say, oh, well, if minimum wage goes up, then everything else goes up, or then I'm just going to get taxed more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to be careful with how we frame it. And we also have to do a lot of education because uh, a lot of people just don't get it. And we have to let them know that the rhetoric that you hear from the other side just isn't the case in Seattle. Uh, we have an, a perfect example of how we can pressure and get better wages, and uh, lo and behold, the economy hasn't collapsed in Seattle. Right. So what does that kind of uh, public engagement, uh, uh, consciousness raising look like in Saskatchewan? Out, out here in BC, um, organizers with Fight for the Fight for 15 campaign are kind of uh, regularly out there, uh, definitely every week, but uh, probably a few times a week, somebody's out there um getting petitions signed and just having conversations and right. from what i've heard there's uh i mean of course it's uh, this is uh, these you know they're they're doing petitions or they're getting uh petitions signed in areas that are have a lot of low wage workers and they've been happy to see that a lot of people support the campaign and are like yeah obviously people should get 15 dollars an hour or more right well, actually, I just spent some time at the U of R campus on Wednesday uh, with a couple of my Fight for 15 warriors, and we were talking with the university students because our youth is uh, the most affected by the minimum wage uh, right now. So we had some great conversations. A lot of people were unaware of the campaign. Some of them have heard about it. So once, you know, we talked to people who already knew about it, it was an easier sell. But for those that didn't, we just 
uh, have a little conversation about is 1072 enough for you to live on? And of course, nobody says yes, right? Mm-hmm. So then we say, well, we're fighting for better wages. Would you like some kind of petition? And you can give a little background on how it started in New York. And, and uh, people were very receptive. Uh, most, most of them are happy to not only sign our petition, but also to sign up to receive emails mm-hmm. to be involved in future activities like uh, marches and rallies and uh, perhaps some door knocking. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're a small group right now. We started out, I believe, at around 13 people who sat around a room and said, okay, let's do this. Mm-hmm. And then so from that point, we reached out to our networks of people. So mm-hmm. it might be churches, it might be um, a political movement, it might be uh, your friends, it might be your Filipino community. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there's all sorts of organizations that we've reached out to to, to get them on board. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it takes a long time to build a movement, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so we're, we're working on it, and we welcome everybody to uh, join us. We now have a www.fightfor15.fast.ca website up and running, mm-hmm. and so you can get involved with us that way as well as on social media. We're on Twitter and uh, on Facebook. So uh, a lot of people are on social media, so I think it's really important that we find them there as well. But mm-hmm. nothing replaces that face-to-face conversation that you're going to have with somebody to get them really inspired to join. Right. So, um, what are the uh, uh, the prospects for uh, this uh, this campaign uh, being successful, like uh, uh, in Saskatchewan? So, uh, particularly on the legislative side, like in BC, uh, we have a provincial election coming up in May, and okay. uh, uh, the NDP has said that uh, they are in favor of the of uh, of the fight for 15 campaign and want to gradually phase it in of course it'll it would only be enacted or there 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 would only be a $15 an hour wage by something like 2021 or something i can't remember the details but what what are are is there anything like that in BC has the or sorry in Saskatchewan um are there any prospects for uh, a change on the on the legisl- legislative side here. Oh, I wish. We just had an election on April 4th, and the SAS party uh, got in. So uh, mm-hmm. we're, we're stuck with that government for the next several years. Mm-hmm. And uh, we all we can do is uh, we could lobby the government, and, and we could maybe make tiny little baby steps. Or we can agitate the workers into standing up, because they can't ignore us all, mm-hmm. right? So um, while we do have, provincially, we have a right-wing government, uh, federally there's some hope with the Liberals getting in, with the Harper being removed. Um, and and when, when we see that it works in other provinces, like Alberta just uh, talked about the $15 minimum wage, mm-hmm. uh, when we see that it works there, then maybe it would be a little bit more acceptable for here. Uh, we had a huge economic boom in 2008 where the cost of housing just went skyrocketed. Mm-hmm. And uh, our, our wages haven't caught up to that yet. So uh, another tactic that we can always use is talk about the cost of housing. Maybe we need to have a cap on rent until we can get the wages that we really need to survive. I'm really worried about my my younger people because I I take care of elderly people and I saw that they managed to save up for their retirement. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of our youth hasn't, especially if you're not unionized. You really haven't put away any money. Everybody's struggling just to make ends meet. And I wonder what it's going to look like trying to take care of our seniors when they have no money to pay for care. Right. So what's next uh, in that in that climate uh, where you're getting no support from the provincial government? 
Um, But you're seeing a growing number of people who take this seriously, who are concerned about this and want to be in support, want to be a part of the campaign. Uh, What are the next steps? Well, I think we we continue to build as a movement. We continue to educate the public. I think that's a huge one. Educate the public so that maybe come next election, they will vote a a government in that is concerned with making ends meet for everybody. And that was Danelle Pickering. Please consider donating to us at rankandfile.ca. We're a reader-supported website. We want to be able to continue to bring you critical analysis of the Canadian labor movement. Until next time, bye. You've been listening to a rankandfile.ca podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube.